Hashtag SFM Talking Point. PJ Powers are featuring the legendary uh, Steve Gekana. Feel so strong. You should have been, you should have seen me dancing in the studio, you know, Auntie Pat doing her moves. But um, right now, let's talk about how do we honor our artists? How do we honor them and promote local music? Legendary Steve Icon. Um, a great South African musician, also a qualified advocate who was known for his gospel music as well as love songs in both English and Sisutu languages, passed away yesterday in a hospital in Bulugwane. He was born on the 4th of August in 1958 in the then Transvaal and Kagane recorded 40 albums in his music career. And the sad part, uh, you know, part about us as South Africans is that we only remember our legends when they are gone, when they are no more? How do we use their memories of our departed artists to support and promote local music? To talk to us about this, uh, I've got legendary South African musician, Sipo Hotsticks Mabuse. Thank you very much for joining us, Sipo, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for that wonderful a tribute that you've just paid to Steve. Yes. I mean, what memories can you share with us about uh, Steve Gagan? Uh, wow, well, there's so many. There's so many. Firstly, well, Steve was a colleague and uh, he was a um, he was a role model for many of, uh, you know, our colleagues. For instance, I sat with him on the board of uh, Samro and uh, we shared some quite um, exceptional experiences one of them being that uh, you know for me that he was married to my uh, stepsister made it even more you know uh, positive in our relationship that in um, we would perform at various venues together uh, sometimes differently but every time we perform on the same stage, we always knew that when we perform Bernard, then we'll share the stage. We'll, we'll go and perform, you know, the song together, as we did two weeks ago at a at the restaurant, which would have seemed to be the final performance that we did together. What beautiful memories. And uh, it, it's lovely to know that what joins you is not just the industry, but also family. Now, yes. Sipo, for you, you've been in the industry for years. I mean, we grew up like you're talking about burnout. I'm thinking about the song, you know, and I just want to dance to it. It's a song that hit national stages. Um, internationally, it was known. And your industry is one that I think... A lot of us undermine as South Africans. We we love our artists. We appreciate them when they've given us a hit, but we don't really promote local music. So maybe t- t- tell us how you survived this industry and how we should be promoting local music as South Africans. You know, it this sounds it's, it's a very interesting analysis, especially coming from the SABC, one of the stations, because I I don't remember the number of times that we have made up, you know, representations to the SABC about how important it was to support South African musicians, not only when they passed on, but continuously. And I find it interesting that now it comes from, from yourself. Perhaps then the entire 
you know, management of the, uh, the South African Broadcasting Corporation could revisit the discussions that we've had in the past and the submissions that we've made. And if you're going to speak to uh, Dr. Sitole himself, he was part of what we had planned, to, you know, what what we had always done and to try and engage the SABC. And he was there at that time. So he may probably give a better understanding as to why is it that it is always only when people have passed on that the the, the broadcasters in this country find it find the need to actually mourn instead of having celebrated the person in all the years that they've been around. So it, it, it needs to be a consented effort from all sides, and I do agree that efforts have been made. But yes. with the industry itself, do you feel that South Africans are not really promoting local music because we've got so much of international music streaming in? Or is it our historical background that just burdens us so much that we don't uphold what is our own? Well, South Africans need to have a level of consciousness that 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 prides itself in whatever it, it has, you know, be it musically, sports, or whatever, arts. You know, until such time that South Africans begin to appreciate themselves as a society that is able to advance its own virtues, then we're always going to remain behind everything else that the rest of the world is providing. And... Uh, it's, 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 it, it shouldn't be fair for us to even blame the, the public as such because the public can only respond to what the, the media and especially pro, uh, broadcasters uh, play. And they can only respond to that. The, 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 the broadcasters and the media has to educate people about the South African. There was a period, incidentally, you know, during the 70s, where South African music was on par with everything that was happening. And South African music was very successful. And I don't know where it went wrong, where it went pear-shaped, that now suddenly people begin to believe that everything else outside from South Africa is the best. Uh, Sipa, talk to us about this period in the 70s. Look, I wasn't there then, uh, but I'm sure it's... I'm giving away my age. I wasn't there, but I'm sure it was a period where, I'm, I mean, yes, apartheid was still very rife in the 70s. There were a lot of challenges, but the fact that we upheld our own music and we loved our own music and we, we honored our own artists yes. clearly means there was something that was being done right. So share that period with us. Well, I think one of the most important things was that there was a level of consciousness from the public and the, the level of uh, understanding how important it was for, to, to self-realize, you know. And that in itself was impetus and uh, encouraging to South African artists to look to self for, for development. And uh, because of the support that we had from that level of consciousness from the public, we were able to proudly make South African music without any doubt that it would be supported. You know, that's why, you know, identity was very critical and the international community was also appreciative of what South African music was bringing out. Oh, I wish I could uh, relive uh, with you that period in I South mean, Africa. We're, talk, we're, to, we're talking about gold records here. Mm. Multiple 
platinum sales of albums. I mean, people are talking about a, a 500,000 seller of an album. Those things were done many a times over, many a times over by many artists, you know, in the 70s and towards the 80s. I mean, my group, the group that I belong to, Harari, was in the forefront of selling millions of records, as you can always also speak about Steve selling thousands and thousands of records. So uh, South African music was appreciated. We had the Soul Brothers, we had Ladysmith Black Numbers, we had Toluca, we had Hotline. All these bands, all these artists, even some of the jazz musicians were appreciated at South African level, such that the international community responded positively to South African music. Can we go back to those days? Can we be those South Africans who love our own music? Please call in. I'd love to hear from you listening at home as an A-teamer on 011-714-2006. How do we honor and promote local music on our artists while they are still alive? I've got uh, legendary musician Sipo Hotsticks Mabuse. And uh, we'll be joined uh, shortly by Dr. Sipo Sitole, who's a research fellow at uh, the Jansberg Institute for Advanced Studies at University of Johannesburg. A collaboration that yeah. brings shivers down my spine. Oh. <laughs> the memories. So so what uh-huh. made you choose uh, Steve Gagana to pair up with your instruments and your voice on this uh, song that is known throughout the globe? I didn't choose him. The song chose him. Oh, beautiful. You know? He was chosen by the song. He was chosen by the ancestors to just walk in as I was was recording the song. And and he said to me, what is this music that is playing? We'd never heard it before. I said, it's something that I was working with. And Steve, and I requested, I said, can you go in there and do something? I did not guide it. He guided himself. He, I, I guess he felt how, you know, and how he contributed to the song the way he did, as you can hear it. And I must add that that part that Steve sang on the song added so much value, you know, to, to the song because you could actually see or you could actually feel it from the audience itself as, as that part came, became part of the, the song. Mm. that uh, everybody was trying to sing like Steve, but nobody could sing like Steve. I'm telling you, no one can and could uh, sing like Steve Gekane. Sipo Hotsticks Mabuse, Ndate, thank you so very much. We honor you. We appreciate your music, your, your, your impact in the industry, and would love to see you performing once we open up. Well, <laughs> I can't. You know, we all have the urge to perform. But obviously, because of COVID, we are curtailed by its impact on the industry. But hey, let's let all be hopeful. You know, people must learn to live with hope so that this comes to an end. It shall pass. And when it passes, we hopefully will still have the energy to perform.
Well, I'm looking forward to a performance. And uh, just as I whisper in your ear, the performance, I'd love to see you, a person performing with you is uh, my uncle Malume Dadete Potsula alongside you and Yvonne Chaka Chaka. I'd love to see that performance. I've just spoken to him now. I've just got a chat to travel now. (laughs) If you know that your sister in the suit to your aunt has passed on. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I'm sorry to be the bearer of the is on, on, on air. I'm aware. So please yeah. call him. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Thank you very okay. much. Uh, and that is for Hot Sticks Mabusa. Thank you for joining us. It's 31 minutes after 11. Yes, I've got a lump in my throat uh, because that's not the only passing in the family. But uh, the show must go on. Let's go to Uncle Luanda Mawome. You and I, Luanda, uncle and aunt for today only. Luanda. SFM Talking Point. All right, then. At this uh, time, we are going to welcome Dr. Sipo Sitole, Research Fellow at the Johannesburg Institute for Advanced uh, Studies at the uh, University of Johannesburg, talking about how to honor our artists and promote local music. Thank you very much for do- joining us, Dr. Sitole. Are you there, Dr. Sitole? Goodness me. So Auntie Pat is having gremlins again and we are having problems or technical difficulties with our lines. Maybe it's a technology. I must stop being called Auntie Pat. I saw it it didn't work well for Luanda and it's not working well for me. But we'll definitely make sure that we get hold of uh, Dr. Sipo Sitole. We'll also be taking your calls to hear from you how you you feel about the way local music is promoted and our local artists are honoured. The number to dial in is 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 014-104-107. So uh, Dr. Sitole is on the line now. Can you hear us, doctor? I can hear you, um, Pam Randul. I've been on since Hostic started. Listen, I was trying to get you on, but, you know, uh, my timing was not doing so well. Thank you for your patience. No problem. Dr. Sitole, and uh, Hot Six uh, Mabusa was talking about uh, the fact that you were part of, um, you know, the, the group of people who were advocating that uh, the public broadcaster puts forward more local music so that uh, local music is promoted and artists are honored while they're still alive. Talk to us about this campaign that you were moving forward. Well, it wasn't a campaign because, uh, um, if you would recall, I was, head of strategy at the SAPC uh, during the time when um, advocate Dalimpov was the CEO. So uh, part of the special projects that had been put into my office was to uh, just come up with a policy framework that recognizes firstly that we are Africans and that we are South Africans and that the arts and culture narrative in this country should um, take cognizance of that first before we even begin to think about what is happening elsewhere in the world. So um, what we then did was to then have a consultative um, uh, engagement with the sector uh, where we met with Hostics, um, uh, Letambul, Kaifas, Jonas Kwangwa, Johnny Clegg and others um, to talk about what, what is this SAPC that South Africans would like to have in respect to um, how it honors its, uh, its culture and, and heritage. And, and from that, I was able to then draw a, a policy discussion document that went as far as uh, to the board of Kanyim Konza 
and um, as you would know, also that board was um, was then um, um, taken out. But basically, it was talking to the very same issues that have been in the public space about how much more music should be played. And just besides music, how much support can the SAPC do to go out even to the far-flung areas of our villages to unearth indigenous sounds? Uh, I mean, we are even envisaging a situation whereby the SAPC will have their OB van, recording van, put it on top of a mountain and have O Mama, O Koko, O Mkulu, Bezo, Kulingo, Mazagiti, that we haven't had, that we're saying by Obabam Kulube to uh, no koko, so that those that music will be refreshed for today's uh, consumption. It was a lot of things in that policy, which we still have, by the way. I know that SAMIC, which is now led by Vusilio, uh, they will be reaching out to look at that policy. But the truth is that there is now enough local content being played. So it's not about the actual airplay itself, but it's about having to have a, a broader discussion about there's music, but then there is also those people that have been in the forefront in, in, in crafting our heritage. I'm going to go to a quick uh, break, uh, Dr. Sitole, and I, I'd like us uh, to just look at the current landscape. As you have said that, you know, the, the content is there, but there's a broader landscape that we need to consider. Let's take that after the break. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Patricia Dooley on SAFM. We are celebrating the legendary life of Steve Gekane, uh, who passed away yesterday, by talking about how do we honour our artists while they're still alive and how do we promote local music. We had Sipart uh, Sticks Mabuse, who's a legendary South African musician, giving us you know, a historical background and also where we can go moving forward. Dr. Sipo Sitole, who's a research fellow at uh, the Jansberg Institute for Advanced Study at the mm. University of Jansberg, is currently on the line with us. And He's giving us a, you know, a, a background as to where this whole entire, you know, promotion of local music, where we are right now, where it comes from, the work that he has put in alongside with other artists, and where we should be going. I'd love to hear from you. Call in and interact with us. Find and, and let us know if you feel that we are currently promoting our local music and honouring our artists as much as we need to. O one one seven one four two zero zero six. That's the number to dial or WhatsApp 0614104107. SMSs go to 41391. And you can tweet at SFM Radio, hashtag SFM a Talking Point. Dr. Sitole, thank you very much for holding and staying with us. Before the break, you were telling us that, yes, there's enough content now. There's, there's a lot of content. Not enough. We can still do with more uh, to share our rich diversity. But you also mentioned that there's a broader spectrum that we should be touching. Can you please talk to us about this? Yes, uh, just that you know, I've I've parked now somewhere because I'm on my way to Bra, uh, Steve Kekana's home in Zebediela uh, to to pay my respects uh, and 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 on behalf of the industry as such. So um, we are all shocked by his sudden passing away, but I'm sure we'll get to that. No, the 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 the, the, the policy framework and the policy that we drafted was quite revolutionary. I'll, I'll use an example, for instance. One of the issues that we are raising there, because we know that the SAPC says you can't play a song unless the song has been presented to a committee uh, and, and then the committee has discussed and said yes. And we're raising simple things like 
SABC should be out there in the forefront and be first to the industry, first to the music. And if there was a launch of a particular artist and then SABC compilers across all their radio stations, including TV programmers, have been invited to that event. And the record company or the artist says, this is my album that is coming out in a month or so, and this is the singer. The, 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 the compiler or the radio presenter should be able to come to the SAPC on her show and says, I was at a show last night at an event, and we are out there with the people. Let me give you the snippet of what is coming out uh, by an artist that I attended a, 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 an event, a launch, and it's an amazing song, and here it is. First to the public, play it and then put it out and then go and submit, you know, instead of working for six months for a comedy that never sits in the first place. So there were things like that. There were issues around how, how, how does the SAPC support um, 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 uh, upcoming artists and even um, small uh, uh, record companies or events uh, to support the, uh, the art so that it circulates by being the broadcaster of choice and just being able to say, go out there and, and, and hunt for those stories. Um, how do you go to the far-flung areas of our villages, look for archived material, music that you would never have heard, that were played by our, our, our forefathers and foremothers uh, before us, and bring it back for reformation so that art, uh, DJ Cleo's of the day, whatever, can, can remix. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing was about the commercial radio stations that had a lesser um, airplay uh, quota, which we felt was not, um, uh, was not sufficient. By, by 2010, 2009, uh, as I was wrapping up my term there, we, we were already talking about 80% on public uh, uh, PBS and 70% on, uh, on PCS. And I know that all of that has now been surpassed. I think we are playing even more, more, more than that. Definitely. So the, mm-hmm. the other issue is that I, I honestly feel that the, 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 the programming at SAPC has been juniorized in as far as compilers. So these young artists, you talk about Umparanyana, they don't, I mean, not artists, compilers, they don't even know who that person is. And you're expecting them to uh, program music that talks to where we've been and where we come from. They don't even know because everyone wants to sound cool. I want to be known that I'm the one who has played a, a nasty song first before anyone else. What about Thomas Chauke? You know, so it has been generalized so much that we, if we talk to them, it's like we don't, it's just passing through their head. They don't even know what we are talking about. Sure. Um, you, you mentioned that you're on your way to um, uh, the Gagane household. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to us about fond memories and impact that he has made in your life and in the industry. You know, you opened uh, with that song, I Feel So Strong. That song was released in 1983. Now, uh, Steve Ketana was 25 years old at that time. I don't think we ever actually think about how young people were at some point in time when they entered. Steve Ketana entered this industry at the age of 20. Very young. And uh, and Hostick spoke about the, the time, the 70s and 80s. You know what was happening at that time? If you, went, if you didn't have it, you couldn't make it. Because at that time, we had artists like Pondlov, Babsim Langen, Paranyana, Hostix, Soul Brothers, PJ Powers, Dan Chanda, Chico Twala, 
Joy, Mercy Park, I, 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 even I can mention names. So to even think that um, today we are still talking about Steve Kekana, it just shows that he had he had a, a, a longer stay in, in, in this industry. And by 1978, he got his, his first award. He got his first award uh, as the best male vocalist by Radio Zulu, which I was listening to a lot at that time uh, as a kid. First award, 1978, he was 20 years old. But by that time, we knew of of, of Steve's songs, Ipupo, Take This Love and Keep It, Feel So Strong. And he had an international hit at the age of 22, Raising My Family. That was uh, in the charts in the UK at the age of 22. We are talking about a legend, a true legend. But also, this is, a, this is a person who didn't just say, I am blind, I am helpless, and I'm just going to wait for the state to assist me. Assist me. He lost his sight at the age of five. And by that time, he was able to be this advocate, Steve Kekana, this Dr. Steve Kekana that we talk, talk about. Now, my phone memories, I was talking to one, one, one um, uh, uh, TV station yesterday, that was... Steve Kakan was an advocate. So here am I. I'm appointed by the Department of Arts and Culture to oversee the appeals process for people who had been rejected for COVID relief last year. And the, 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 the panelists are advocates plus industry players. And then people had been rejected for a simple reason that says your event was not cancelled, but it was postponed. Uh, the COVID is to assist people whose events have been cancelled. Steve Kekana, being a lawyer and an advocate that he was, he said, okay, let's just take it. Let's take a break. Let's look at the National Disaster Act. What does the National Disaster Act say, which actually finds this process now that we, uh, because the, the COVID had been declared a national disaster? Does it mean if, if, one, if an event has been postponed for a week, for two months, for three months, for four months, or all, even a year, is not a disaster? Because that person still won't be able to earn a living, so there will be poverty uh, there will be no household income. So we, as this panel, we're going to declare this as a disaster because we don't know when it will actually end. As, as it is now, this is July. We are still talking about what we were talking about in May last year. And the panelists were able to change and say anyone who's been declined at the application process for the fact that this has been, uh, the event is not cancelled but postponed, it will be approved. They approved one, 2,142 declined applications. These are people who would not have gotten a cent from government. But my, my fond memory, in as far as the arts as such is concerned, I produced an event in 2003, which was called the Roaring Voices. And then also the Ladies in Song. The Roaring Voices and Ladies in Song, I was taking young artists to sing songs of the people that were there before them. And um, uh, 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 Take This Love and Keep It was one of the songs that I had chosen, uh, where I had brought in Steve Kekana, Nana, Nana Coyote, and Joe Nina to then sing that song. And the idea was that the, the, the audience, this was when mega music was still big, uh, which is now called Baseline, the audience won't get to know that the original composer and singer of that artist, of that song, will be uh, on stage, and that person will come on stage right in the middle of it. And and, and I, we rehearsed two weeks with, with Steve Kegg, and I got to know him very well. And, 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 um, and, and now I've been sitting with him on the board of Samro, uh, on the trustee board. He's been there for 10 years uh, as a chairperson of the, the trustee. And he's also just been appointed 
to um, the National Arts Council Board. Uh, it's 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 someone that has really really impacted a lot, even in my own uh, perspective about how I approach music, even the sing the, the the songwriting itself. But a gentleman and a professional of note. Beautiful memories indeed. A great legend has fallen, but uh, as we have been saying, he multiplies and his legacy will live on. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Sitola, for your time and uh, safe travels. Let me go to Tsepang in Rustenburg. Uh, Tsepang, you've been holding on the line. Thanks for your patience. Mm, thank you for having me, Manduli. Yes, uh, uh, you want to talk about the arts and the music? Yes, uh, allow me to stretch your topic to, to the arts, the broader perspective of the arts, not just the music. Uh, when we look at the landscape of uh, South African arts and culture, especially before 1994, uh, Manduli, we had uh, one common uh, topic that uh, somehow centralized us and uh, we were patriotic as a nation, which was uh, the apartheid regime. And uh, when you look uh, beyond the, the apartheid, going into the democracy and all that, uh, our challenge, I think, uh, which somehow is the, the current situation, is that uh, with the democracy came this thing of cadre deployment, whereby somebody would be put in charge of the arts department uh, while he does not know anything about the arts and that is where our problems are i don't know if i make sense Mm, hear you loud and clearly so what do you think the solution would be then the solution in manduli would be to have people who have been active in the in the arts people with qualifications in the art, like the professor you've been interviewing now, you you, you could hear that it, it's someone who's been on stage, someone who's been behind the scene, mm. creating music, creating the art. And considering what he's been talking about, I mean, the arts before 94 uh, Manduli, it was broad. Uh, musicians used to mix with uh, fine artists and come up with concrete, uh, valuable, yeah. like, uh, messages. Thank you, Tsepang. We hear you loud and clearly. I'm going now to Lubuyo, who is uh, in Cape Town. Good morning. Hi, ma'am. Hi. How are you? Great, Lubuyo. How are you? I'm together. No problems. Hey, ma'am, I'm going to be controversial here. You see, in South Africa, eh, our artists are not united. That's point number one. E.g., when one artist is exploited by these record labels, they all keep quiet. Then how do you expect an ordinary South African at a grassroots level to support such people? Mm, so unity is really needed in this case. Thank you very much, Lubuyo. Some of your voice notes uh, that are pertaining to this uh, topic. Hi, my name is Genson, calling from Newlands West, Durban. I am, I've been enjoying Arare in the 70s, and and Sipo was the drummer there. That is, that is why he's got his nickname, Otsticks Mabusa, Sipo Otsticks Mabusa. My comment is, please, when you play Burnout again, 
Please mention Steve Kakana. He does the vocals, and uh, he should be uh, honored by just mentioning his name, the DJs mentioning his name, every time they play Burnout. Thank you. God bless you all. Hi, Ceci Pat. Uh, you know, we have a problem, very serious problem here in South Africa. <clears throat> we don't celebrate our artists while they are still alive. We only celebrate them when they are, they are, they are, they are, they are passed away, they are no more with us. That is not all right. I remember we lost Patricia Mazalisa last year. She contributed a, a lot in the music in this country and she inspired a lot of musicians but she was never been celebrated like other artists. Thank you.